good Monday to you. Happy. <clears throat> what was that? <laughs> Go ahead and take this one. <clears throat> Happy you, Monday, friends and, and family. We've been talking for like 15 I was minutes. fine. Never any anything. It's because you showed me your lower back hair. I was like so <laughs> thrown off. Like you're doing the county. Like look at my lower back hair. I was, just run my Stop. fingers through it. Stop. Why do you do that to me? Gosh. I, Ronald Long I says I might know a guy who wants to promote stuff. Look. Hey, I'll pretty much promote anything. I'm at this just point. saying we, we <clears throat> birthday shout outs, the uh, engagements, the sea salt and oil company, promposals, promposals right on the morning after ministry. Show. I'm, I'm not against that. Erica, <laughs> Mike wants you to know that he thinks that what you have is very special. Adam's wondering if men choose making though, an appearance this week, even though you're just friends for now. He thinks that maybe this hoco could seal the deal for your future relationship. Andrew, I feel like you would have been... Also have some Skittles. You would have been like a promposal master. I would have, like but just, I'm, I'm a generation too old, Timmy. You would have been I'm so... I'm a generation too old. Derry says promote lower back hair removal. Yeah, hey, probably be good. That would be a... If there's any companies out there, I can work on commission. I, That's, I reached out to Minshew. Uh, he was unavailable for... Mm. An interview this morning. We'll work on it, though. We'll work on it. We'll get, we'll get but Gardner. until we'll get, then, we'll get Gardner back. Until then, yesterday was Sunday, and this is the morning after. Welcome to the morning after ministry show, a caffeine feud look back on the week and ministry that was. You know, we we talk about sponsors, and yet our original sponsor. Dignity Memorial is still mm-hmm. on our ad because I'm too lazy to edit the video. Andrew, they helped buy us this gear. They did. They were wonderful with us, and uh, we are forever grateful. But we can we can even put somebody's proposal <sighs> right there at the end of the video. Sean says Rays make the postseason. Look, it's been they... a good sports weekend. I'm not complaining. Some of I mean, I'm not complaining. Some of us had good NFL and college football weekends. Well, I mean, others of us are USF fans, <sighs> yeah, but that's okay. Yeah. My 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 pro sports weekend was great. Pro sports weekend was great. It was fun. I I didn't cry. Too People hard give me a hard time because because the Jags the beat the Broncos. Won. Like we were down seventeen three with a sixth round rookie quarterback who came back and like that's a it's an NFL road win. Yeah. Now it's I, not beating an undefeated no. former NFC champion no. road win, but nevertheless True. it's an NFL road win. Yeah. It counts. Yeah. It. Derry says back forty hair removal. No ifs ands or. Dairy, I'm just saying. Dairy. These, these are some great ideas, and uh, if you know any companies, have them reach out. We'd love to. Speaking of dairy, we should have him on the show soon. We should have dairy on the show soon. He was I'm making wondering. all sorts of big announcements. He's been, he's been telling the world all kinds of things. Uh, Ron says Auburn did all right, but Auburn's also playing the Florida Gators this week. So we'll see how that Steph goes. Steph says, my Two cousins grew up with Minshew. They're good friends with him. It's a Mississippi boy. Steph's fans from Mississippi. His family, there is hope that we will meet him. I'm, I, I say there's a, there's a chance that we get him on this show. I mean, I've just read stories about him abusing alcohol, Timothy, to take a hammer to his hand. I mean, is that the kind of example that you would like to set for the young people watching he admitted the morning that it after work. ministry okay? show? It didn't work. I think it's an awesome story. It's a really funny story. Taking a hammer to your hand. You know what else are funny stories when Andrew texts me things like, my youth pastor didn't show up, so I had to take over youth group. He didn't not show up. He was at church on Sunday morning. He was there? and Yeah, he was here on Sunday morning. Why were you leading youth group? We were having coffee and shaking hands and smiling and just, it was a wonderful time. And he said, oh, by the way, 
I got to come this morning because my other job asked me to come in at two this afternoon oh. instead of at six this morning. So uh, right. could you cover youth group for me? And so like the gentleman that I am, I told him that I hated him. For the record, our, our youth guy is a former student of mine who I have a wonderful relationship with. But you also hate him. Uh, well, you know, more than – what time was it? It was like noon, well, 11.30 when he said that. So more than he seven hours. He told you the day of? Doing the day of. Bro. Day of. <laughs> you know, he's 21. He's <laughs> he's a surfer dude. He's a he's a little bit more laid back than, than some. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, All right, my, my I, youth I, I pastor say, also. I, say, I don't want to throw him under the bus, but it's one of those things where, when he started, he was, you sure. know, when, when we offered yep. him the position, he was going to pursue vocational ministry, and now he's a firefighter. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. Well, I mean, my youth pastor got sick on Wednesday and, and texted me and said, "Can you can you help out tonight?" And I reached out to one of our key leaders, and he stepped in and knocked it out of the park. And why couldn't you help him on Wednesday night, Tim? Um, Andrew. You were with me on Wednesday know, night. because we were going to I, a baseball game. and I had we, tickets to a race game. My, my friend Sean hooked us up. We went yeah. to the game. We got on the field. We, we took our the, sons on the field. Like And not just like on the field, like it's been an hour and the stadium's no, they empty. Were, they were still like, celebrating the win. It was like the, the last, you know, strike or pop out, whatever it was. And as soon as the last out was recorded, they were like, go, go, go. And there we were running onto the field. <sighs> so much fun. But so, yeah. That's why I couldn't make youth group. Well, but I covered youth group. Last night, how did it go? It, it was exciting. You know, our youth group isn't huge. We we usually hit about five kids. Did you DYM it? Uh, we did not because this is like one of the things that I'm realizing more and more. Uh, my youth pastor is a computer programmer now. There you go. <laughs> um, the the more I I realize, it, especially with with the smaller group, it just makes more sense to treat youth group like a small group. Agreed. So uh, we, agreed. Because of the work that you and I have done together, I'm kind of naturally ready to write some small group questions for most sermons. Sure. When I finish, I have you know at least three or four questions that I'm ready to to ask. Should anybody need? So them. was it like devotional slash conversational? Well, well, yeah, it was devotional slash conversational slash. I had the Buccaneers game on my laptop for the first 45 minutes that we were in there. Because were you all yeah, watching together? Um, we no, they didn't really care as much. Um, but I also stole the switch from my kids and so we were playing Mario Kart and it was exciting but then all all of the kids that are in our youth group are part of our congregation on Sunday morning so they had just heard the sermon on Sunday so we kind of recapped what we talked about Sunday sorry, morning Tommy says and then went through the uh sorry discussion Keep going, this is serious no, I'm, I'm, that's, that's what we did Tommy says is there turf on the lower back of the field or does the grounds crew mow it <laughs> I mean, I would show. I'll show you at lunch, Tommy. I'll, I'll show you at lunch. Why do our shows always do this? Like we, I don't. We know. have actual like things, things to, talk to talk about, about. and your lower back was not on it's this just, list. I had an itch. Stop. I, like, look, as someone that runs my fingers through this hair, and is like, oh man, I wish there was more of it. And then I'm like, oh wait, I wish there was less of it. When I, Steve Colum says, Tim, do you have an answer if you've been demoted to senior pastor yet? Steve, I'm so glad you asked. I'm also so glad that Steve has asked. An announcement was made yesterday from our search team that said they've they've done their job. They have recommended the internal candidate. Allison says the host set the tone. It's very true. One of them does. They have recommended the internal candidate to the board of elders and pending their approval of the internal candidate. 
the congregation will vote on the internal candidate on October 13th. I'm familiar with that internal candidate. Not, to, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that the board of elders that you have worked so closely with for the past six months would not veto what the search committee has done. I wonder how often that happens in church world, though. That is a good question. I wonder if it's happened to any, anybody out there. So the search like, search have, committee does a job. Had, it goes have you ever to the had board. A search committee be like, hey, we like this guy, and then the elders be like, nah, we're good. I mean, there's a we'll, reason it's we'll it's a, you know a three step process. So it's in step two right now, which is in the hands of the board of elders, and then step three will be the congregational vote on October thirteenth. Well, I just think it'd be really funny if you funny you not not you funny. would laugh at no, me. I, I think it would be. This not, is what not, I deal not with for you. But this is would be a, I don't know. I'm Andrew sorry. thinks it would make the show better. That's all he cares about. I think that it would be intriguing to see how it played out if the elders did not confirm what the search committee felt that the Holy it felt that the Holy Spirit was leading the direction of the church. I think it would be interesting to see that happen. I also think it would be interesting if the congregational vote would say, "Hey, the search committee that was made up of a very diverse by." You know, sure. product of our congregation, the elders, which also represents the entirety of our congregation, they both think so. And as a congregation, we're going to say no. I wonder how often that actually happens. I mean, in church world, I don't know. I'm sure it has happened though. If if you have a fun story of somebody not getting the job, I'm sure. Let us know. I'm oh. sure we'll get some fun stories. Cody says, "I will say DYM was clutch on Wednesday." So Cody Gilbertson actually led youth group for us mm-hmm. at Lakeview on Wednesday. Uh, we're doing Difference Maker, right, Cody? Uh, it's a DYM series from uh, Floro. What's his first name? I, I know him. Yes, he's, he's a Jacksonville I, guy. Jordan? Jordan. Jordan. If you're out there, Jordan, thank you. I, I read through some. It's awesome. It's really good stuff. The, the crew is really diving in. They like it. Luke says, we've been moving our youth group towards the life group model. We run about 50. Last night, my wife, who is freshman girls leader, told me I need to teach more instead of using discussion during teaching time to set her life group better. So that's, I, I was going to ask you, so when do you make the transition? So if you're doing youth group as a small group model, like at what age do you have, I mean, what, what number I, is it? Like, is there a critical mass? Like I think 50, that's, that's, well, that's a 50, lot. Yeah. I think 50, you have a group sermon, maybe half hour or small groups. Right. Or, but you know, for us having, you know, three, four, five, six, seven, really, I think anything under 10, the idea of, Hey, I'm going to preach a 25 minute message. That's, Right. I, I just think the discussion model. Works Cody says, "Not going to lie, I I'd laugh a little bit." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Um, also, I have to give a shout out to our friend Justin Nyquist, who is watching, who officiated his first wedding this weekend, hey. which is exciting. So, congratulations, Reverend Nyquist. Reverend, so serious. He's a very serious I, person. He's an ex-marine. You got to take him seriously. You do need to take him seriously. Steve says, "I have a friend who has been waiting to see if he's getting the senior minister job at his church." For well over three to four months, at least, is your yours is going a little quicker. Luke says that they switched to life groups at life groups at twenty. Mm, okay. What's the good number to split junior high and high school? I don't know. It depends on volunteers. There's we did thirty. Yeah. When we had when we had thirty of each, that's what we did. Yeah. Twenty fourteen, we split middle and high. We had. I think we had six small group leaders for middle and six for high. So we had six for each. We had the one to five ratio. It was awesome. Yeah. It was a beautiful thing. It just depends on. I wish we had kept that up. Sometimes we talk about how we used to be good youth pastors. We do. That's like one of the the regular (laughs) text threads that we have is, do you remember how good we were at being youth pastors in like 2014, 2015 when we were trying 
really, really hard. I don't think it's that we were trying hard. I think no. it's that it was before the additional responsibility right. had been added on to the plates. Yeah, you know, every job description has the other duties as required. Yes. but and Ours just happened to have a lot of other duties But as once required. those other duties get assigned, yeah, yeah, it slows things down. Derry says, more important question on split is leadership. If you have... If you have it, if you have it to run split, do it. Yeah, I, I agree. That, that's where we were at. We we had the leadership in place. We were able to do it. That's, yeah, that's a good point. Derry is so wise. I he feel is. like I feel like we need to interview. I him feel soon. like he should be like the youth ministry lead somewhere. I couldn't agree more. Somewhere, yep. I feel like that should be his title, <clears throat> youth ministry leader. Luke says, at what point do you split the youth group into separate middle and high school time? So we we that's what we did. We actually did high school on Sunday nights, middle school on Wednesday nights. I got burned out because I was teaching both of them. Yeah, we had the we had the small group leaders in place where they didn't have to be at both, but I was teaching both, so it old, it only lasted one one and a half school years for me. I just mm-hmm. I, I could sense the burnout and I had to put a stop to it. I think something where you can join up for for worship, join up for a game. So maybe do message silly game, then worship for the middle schoolers and dismiss. And then for the high schoolers, you're doing silly game, worship, and then message afterwards. Right. If you can somehow not be away a separate night. Well, I love the – so if you guys are on the DYM community, I love the posts about what does your program look like because Mm -hmm. you get so many great ideas because there's there's people doing some good stuff. But really, just in general, the small groups are the the easiest solution to that because you can teach at a level that's a little bit more towards the middle and then have (laughs) – different small group questions for yeah. for the different groups. Ronald says, have you guys stopped trying? We haven't stopped trying. It's just that the effort is less focused. True. We're, Justin says, Andrew, during the wedding, I had the Bible that be... you and Kyle gave me after my boot camp graduation. Wow. You were a part of that wedding. I was. I was there. Also, uh, he used part of the wedding script that I had sent him. And, uh, Look at you. I, I mean, if Look you need me to proud sign. of you. Sign something. Here's something fun. The last two weddings that I've done, I have filled out the marriage license wrong, and it turns out that the mean? maybe not the last two, two of the last four or five that I've done. Why? I filled out. I don't. Well, one was the day we got back from the Dominican, and I was very tired. And I, I put you need the, to go slow. I put the wrong date on the marriage license. That matters. That does matter. Apparently, sorry. <laughs> but and then uh, I don't remember the other one that I did wrong. But the funny thing is, is. I'm about to go do a second wedding in Arkansas in November. And Arkansas is one of the states that you have to register your ordination with the state hmm. so that you're not running a right. marriage for profit business or something. And so I've got to go find my state of Arkansas courthouse and page number that it's my work. Yeah, it's it's funny. But it's Melissa's stepsister, so it's super okay. exciting. It's family. It's when are you leaving? Uh, November fourteenth, sixteenth. We've we've talked. It's we the week before NYWC. We have not talked about. I'll that. be gone for one Monday. You'll do fine. You'll no. do fine without me. No. And by Steve Colin I mean, says I'm so so thankful for the DYM community who gave me tons of input as we made big changes to our programming. I, I agree. We didn't have that just a few years ago. I know it's strong community of youth pastors and ministry workers. And it's a beautiful thing. It, it is, and we were. We were in the room when it was determined, hey, we should start a DYM Facebook group. There were, what, seven or nine of us in that room? I remember that conversation. And we thought, man, that should have been our idea, but it was not our idea. Yeah, it pretty much it was, was Justin ours. Justin idea. Derek Height says, men shoe magic. I was very sad because I wanted credit for that idea, but it was all Knowles. 
He's smarter than I am he, sometimes. He's got hacks, okay? He does. Hacks he's, on hacks. He's got on hacks on hacks. Luke says, just got my first ask for officiating wedding next year. Nice. What are the most important things for prep when officiating a wedding? Go. Go to the bride, go to the bride, go to the bride, because the groom doesn't care all that much. Ooh, that's good. I mean, I would say... Well, here's the deal. They they probably haven't been married before. Like chance. I mean, they yeah, might have. They, they might have. But they probably haven't been married. But so before. they they probably know less about a lot of the stuff than you do. So I, I learned very quickly to go to them with here's two or three ideas that I can do mm-hmm. that we can do. What do you guys think? And then they kind of come back and say, here's what we were thinking, and then we meet somewhere right in there with. That I always awesome. tell the couple, look, nobody is going to give more thought to your wedding than you will. Yep. So. And, and no two weddings are alike. So whatever you want to do, that's how we're going to do it. You know, we're going to have scripture in there. It's going to be God honoring. But if you want the vows at the very beginning instead of at the end, or if you want, right. you know, wh- whatever you want. To yeah, do, I've had brides ask that's me fine. for like, what, what order have you done in the past? So I've sent yeah. them, you know, service orders that I've done a couple examples and they kind of pick and choose. I typically go with declaration of intent. So that's who gives this woman. I do. Yep, do same. you intend to take her? I do. Do you intend to take him? I do. Mm-hmm. Then there's the scriptural charge. Yep. Then after the scriptural charge um, would be vows. After vows would be. Unity sand. So we, unity we've done candle. unity sand, unity candle. I did a foot washing ceremony. Someone did a, communion. A communion. I like. I really like communion. Communion's good in there. Um, my the wedding that I'm doing things. in Arkansas. So she's from here in Tampa Bay. She's from Saint Petersburg. Tommy says, "Be prepared He's, to get paid in party mints." He is from <laughs> Arkansas, and so instead of unity sand, they're doing half sand, and he's he's like a lumberjack, so they're doing half sand and half um, sawdust to combine. Which I think is pretty cool. I like that. So I like that. Jeff Kokenauer says I'm doing four weddings uh, over the next year. That's exciting. I mean, I would want. I mean, Jeff, he can already officiate well. He's he's a great official. He he is a great official. So it just makes sense that he would also officiate weddings. A unity tree. All right, explain <sighs> yourself. What is a unity tree, Steve? Steve says unity. Tree. How far down are you? I've done the strand of three chords before. Done the strand. Yep. That's unity tree. Me. Jordan Floro just jumped on. Jordan, we were just talking. We were using your stuff at uh, at our youth group at Lakeview. Thank you for that, Jordan. Uh, Steve, yeah, he's got to tell us about unity tree. Luke says they want communion. My sis did foot washing. It was cool but interesting to just sit and watch. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I mean, the wedding isn't necessarily for. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it can. It, I it always is what it is. if if you're going to have special music, if you're going to have a soloist in the wedding or something, instead of everyone just. Oh, I had my brother write a song. Like Jesse Katsopoulos, like Full House. If every word I said, I will. I, I we need could it. make you I said laugh, think forever. I'd talk forever. My wife and I are both diehard Full House fans, Ooh. so we wanted that style of wedding singer during forever and ever. That's what we wanted. I've been so happy loving you. That song was huge in Japan. Still is. Wow. Um. <laughs> But yes, I, I think <laughs> anything, if you have any special music, that's the time to do communion or that's the time to do a, a foot washing. Also, for me, like there's socks involved in foot washing. Take, like, there it, are. It, yeah, I'm well, a chubby guy. Hyde's not wearing well, socks. I know, but it takes me a while to get my socks on and off. I get out of breath when I <sighs> bring over Slamo to Frank Slamo says, socks. don't wear a Jags hat to a Bucks wedding. We're, we're in Tampa, so there's, you know, I, yeah. I get it. Oh, Steve says they apparently took soil from each of their childhood homes. Oh, that's cool. Joined it together, watered a tree, 
and planted at their new home together. Sounds great. I wonder how many of those unity trees die. Can we do before, a time capsule? Before they get back from the honeymoon. Can we it's put like, like, like a, a wedding time it's like, capsule it's together? It's like what's uh, the love fern and how to lose a guy in 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler says, is that John Stamos or Andrew Larson? You know, people... New DYM game. John Stamos <laughs> or Andrew Larson? <laughs> Someone create that <laughs> quick go. I want a title graphic before this show ends. Someone will have it. That would be uh, that would be a very <laughs> very easy game to play. Oh my goodness! So that was look at that. But, but Aunt Becky's in jail, or she's going to jail, and that so, makes me sad. Oh, no, she'll be fine. She just loved her kids. It was an accident. All she did was love her on kids illegally. <sighs> yeah. All right. So Andrew, I was texting you this week because you I were, was I was having a little bit of a little bit of writer's block. You were struggling, Tim. You were like Andrew. I don't know how I get by without you writing my sermons for me. <laughs> I've had to write four sermons all by my lonesome back so to back sorry. to back to back. And this week I was going to raise games on raise games and meetings were happening. And uh, Thomas says we took spit from each of our mouths. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Moses has Ken just submitted the game. <laughs> my, my favorite wow that was fast Ken submission was when Ken did the Chihuahuas or Muffins game oh my. like the day yeah. it went viral that was ridiculous and then Ken already had a game in the store that Ken that's just how he rolls though I know <laughs> look so I was having a little bit of a little bit of writer's block so I texted Andrew on Thursday and, and we kind of had this discussion going for like you want to block out time to write a sermon during the week but it doesn't always come together in the sermon, time that you block out. Sermons don't always get written Thursdays between 2 and 6. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, I mean, you were you were telling me you, your ideas happen in all sorts of weird places. I'm, I'm a late night writer. Yeah. Like just in the way that my brain works best to write is my wife and kids are in bed. That's when... That's when the best ideas happen. That's when the magic happens. But, but I was telling you, I, you were like, I can't believe, you know, it's Friday and I haven't finished my sermon yet for Sunday. And I was like, dude. Well, typically, like, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a weekend reviewer. So, like, Saturday is review the manuscript that has been written for two days. Like, I tried to, like, take a day mm -hmm. where I don't look at it at all. So, Thursday, Friday at the latest. But this week, I, I wrote my first word on Saturday at 4 o'clock. Like, that was very, very rare for me. Yeah, that's, so I'd studied and prepped, and you know, I, I that, that's kind of how I am. It's like the the study and the reading of whatever else I can get my hands on right. on the topic or on the text all week. But the actual sit down and craft the sermon, I don't. I used to kind of treat it like it was a term paper, or I'm going to write a rough draft, and now I'm going right. to do that. But that just came across as too rehearsed for me. Sure. And so now I I study during office hours, but I usually write on the weekend. <laughs> Ronald says the magic happens when who's in bed? <laughs> Ronald. Why does our show always go down that road? It's a PG-rated show, it's Ronald. A, it's a but I was saying show. I have I have literally finished a sermon at nine forty on Sunday morning when the service starts at ten o'clock. That's the worst I have ever been. But I've been I have been in the shower Sunday morning on my like to get ready for church and thought hmm, I don't like that illustration or I don't like that application and completely change so as something. you're lathering your body as, you, as you think of sermon illustrations yes. Luke says we youth pastors work better in the clutch anyways, right? I mean, he's not wrong Thomas says I didn't have my Sunday sermon together till my four-year-old went to bed at 5 No, 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 no. till my four-year-old wet the oh, bed wet the bed. Wet, wet the bed 
I'm reading on my phone, and it's time for a new His four-year-old wet the bed at 5 a.m. and inspired a genius sermon illustration. See? I love bedwetters. I was a bedwetter. I also I was a bedwetter. This? Yes. And we were both on medication for our bedwetting, Tim. <sighs> Have we talked about this on the show? We've never talked about this on the show. Should I, we? I don't think we should. My, my pill was this little green pill. Yeah. I was in fourth grade when I was taking it. I couldn't take pills in fourth grade. And uh, I, I, literally, I, just, I, would, like, I would gag every well, time I tried my, to take a pill. It, it was great because for the first time in my life, I was actually waking up to go to the bathroom. My parents were so excited. They got a little bit nervous that I was losing weight. Like when I bottomed out at 44 pounds as a 10 year old, they thought, what's going on here? I and feel they, like there are some Larson boys who yeah, take after their yeah. dad. And uh, they took me to the pediatrician and the pediatrician was looking at the side effects of whatever this bedwetting medicine is like, oh yeah, it says here, one of the more rare side effects is anorexia. I was clinically anorexic. So in the fourth my, grade? In fourth grade, I was clinically anorexic <laughs> so that my parents could avoid a... Uh, you know, changing sheets every morning. Okay, fine. I wet the bed until seventh grade. I also wet the bed on and off till seventh grade. I can one up you. Go ahead. Uh, still, I'm about to turn still? 37. Oh, not you, recently. No. Hang on. I'm about to turn 37, <laughs> Timothy. And if there are, and I'm not a, like when I say drinking, I'm not drinking, but uh, if, if I have had a lot of Coca Cola Classic typically to drink or anything else, if I'm trying to caffeinate myself to stay awake, and yet I'm exhausted. It's usually a recipe for disaster. So way back in the way back machine, we'll call it. What is way back? Uh, 2005. Hmm. I was 23. Okay. It was December. What you need to know is December 17th, I got married. We went on a honeymoon. We got back. And working at the church that I worked at at the time. You're talking about within a few weeks of you. No, no. This is. No, this is. A week after my wedding day. We got married December 17th, <laughs> and on Christmas Eve, even though I had been off all week on my honeymoon, this was a, I don't care if you've been on your honeymoon, no one's allowed off on Christmas Eve kind of church. Got it. Yep. Been and there. Yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. And so I literally got off the cruise ship and went to church and did multiple services back to back to back to back. It's a lot of work. And went to Christmas Eve dinner with my family and went to Christmas Eve dinner with my wife's family. And then we had another Christmas Eve service at 11 o'clock with Sounds communion. Like a busy ministry season. And I had a whole lot of Coca-Cola Classic in my system and went home, went to bed. It was our first night in the home that we owned together. I, we had bought a house in September and I had fixed some stuff up, but Melissa had never actually spent the night there. And <laughs> Christmas morning, 2005... How did my wife wake up? I think we have talked about this on the show because I said the phrase puddle of Andrew. And that was so I'm just saying some people. Dan says new game. My waterbed is leaking or my brother-in-law just get under my bed. (laughs) Tyler says, Ken, can you work a Coke into the John Stamos or Andrew Larson graphic? How is this? This was not on the nose. This is we're supposed to be writing a sermon. Tommy Shelton got us off track because his illustrations Um, come from bedwetting. I think you need to talk about your most recent bedwetting experience, Timothy. My most recent bedwetting... I, what are you talking... Do you know something that I don't? No, I don't, but I'm, I'm just... No, they've already heard your... <laughs> Thanks for this, Tommy. Tommy says, hashtag puddle of Andrew. Yeah. Can we get that trending? It's already the number four trending topic no, in the I, USA. No, the last thing I wanted to talk about was not bedwetting, Andrew. And besides, Allison's already mad at us. Did you see her comment? What did she, I, I didn't. Allison says, y'all are killing me. Prep in advance. Change it in the 11th hour. <laughs> 
Oh, she yeah. was back on the sermon writing, but she's probably not. Ha- she got mad at us last week too. Derry says I think Puddle she got mad Andrew. last week because people were talking about their favorite places to poop at church. Well, yeah, Lauren Gilbertson says Cody's sermons happen on the toilet and in the shower. Hopefully, that's the only thing that's happening in both places. <laughs> Stop. Derry says Puddle of Andrew is still the greatest set of three words put, ever put together. Thank you. <laughs> Look, so speaking of big announcements and plans changing and people's lives shifting and titles changing we we see a, a post quite frequently in in the in the in the ministry world particularly when it comes to youth pastors and their decision to maybe get demoted or transition out of youth ministry into the senior pastor role it happens regularly so i, I don't know like, the question I, I, I re- is the question is always how do i know mm-hmm. When I'm ready, how do I know if I'm ready? Right. People say I'm a good preacher. <clears throat> Should I do this? That's typically the number one, right? People have been telling me I'm a good preacher every time I preach every other month. And Hang I feel on. like I we just to. got a text message that. Okay, go ahead. Says it can't post in the. Oh, aw. We did. Can we? Can we? I show don't know it? why it won't post in the comments. I knew this would happen. I I told you. <laughs> Sounds like a 1990 ska band. Tyler says, I think they toured with the OC Supertones. <laughs> Supertones Strike Back was my favorite At least album. it's not Supertones Wetback, that would be. Oh, Although, be you can't say Wetback. That's inappropriate. Look at that. Yeah. Um, to be fair, Allison's getting mad for good reason, says Jim Pertle. I agree. Hmm. Allison keeps us on track. You gotta. You have to be prepped. You have to at least know what you're talking about. <clears throat> All right, so let's get back to, the, to this, the topic at hand. How, how do you know? You you don't. I, I mean, if you have a clear calling, that's one thing. Right. But, gosh, if the... But I'm saying, if, so if you preach good sermons, does that mean you need to leave youth ministry no. and plant a church? And that's that's kind of one of the things that we've said for forever. Right. I, I called it the, the Sam Fold factor, because and he hasn't played for the Rays since 2014. But I get the reference. That's how long you and I have been having this conversation. Yep. Because Sam Fold was a utility outfielder for the Rays that would come in and play one game a week, and he was everybody's favorite player on the team because he was the lefty who hit righties very well and he was very fast. But you put him in there, someone got hurt and he had to play four games in a row, and he was a disappointment. So hmm. being a a decent preacher, one sermon every six months, good <laughs> good job. You're gonna give a little pat on the back. But, but yeah, but and it's it's important. I agree. You, it is. It matters. But we we always say that the uh, when when you're pinch hitting, there's so many baseball references well, when it comes to preaching. They're baseball people. We are. But yeah. when you're Sorry. when you're pinch hitting, you want to hit the walk off home run. Sure. But when you're in the lineup every game, you're hitting for average. Right. It's like just just get me on base. I'll take a bean. I'll take a wild pitch. Yeah, but I mean, for the most part, you're still swinging hard. Like you you yeah. want you want yeah, to hit no, the ball you, hard. You want you want. And that involves sermons. Yep. That involves but, prep and care and careful exegesis. Allison says, everyone who preaches should try to preach well regardless of job title. What if yes. you were a good preacher for your students? Like, yeah. is, is that okay too? And if you're taking it so much more seriously when you know the, when you get the nod to get to do it in front of adults, you should be treating it that seriously when you're in front of 14-year-olds as well I because agree. they're way more impressionable. Cody and, says, I would venture to say the younger audience needs better preachers than the older audience. I would, I, I would hope so. I would hope that the discipleship component of preaching is something that 
is more needed in younger people. But I would also say that, man, preaching t- is so little of pastoring. I know. And that's, that's, the, know. Uh, that's the other conversation. Right. I feel like you and I have these conversations so just often. Not, just not a lot. Not, not all of our conversations are about lower back hair when we're talking <laughs> off mic. But there's a difference between being a good preacher and being a good pastor. Mm. And so little of pastoring is preaching and preaching is important right it's 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 it's, it's what people see yeah, it's essential and the problem i know for for me i always say i was i was never hired based on who i was monday through thursday right. i was always hired based on who i was with the microphone in my hand sure and i get it yeah so it's a it's a tough conversation but I think the best thing that you can possibly do is have other people in ministry. We talk about that this often. Know you and know your ministry. We talk about this often. Hearing hearing somebody's sermon sure. is not ever going to give somebody enough insight to know whether or not they should be right leading a church. Yep. Uh, I can't read any. Luke says best or, utility player in the game. Whit Merrifield. Maybe. I'm, I. I don't disagree. Sure. Steve Colum says yes because you just because you preach well doesn't mean you should be a senior pastor. I think that's a common thought in, in a mm-hmm. lot of guys and gals' minds that if I can preach a good sermon, that means well, I, I must and be. The world has changed so much in the past twenty or thirty years. Right. The idea of a forty-year-old youth pastor was foreign in evangelical circles in the eighties, and now we yeah, how many how many of our friends sure. fit that category? Right. And Jim Pertle says I have people tell me. Quote, that was the best sermon I've heard in this church for years. And I think, nope, my boss's B-war, what is that, is way higher over the past several seasons. B- it's a baseball stat. Hang is on, it? Jim, fill us in. What's, the, what's it stand for? It's... Look, I, how do you handle so how do you handle that so as as the youth pastor who preaches on occasion how do you handle the the comments of that was what this church needs this you, this is the type of preaching our church like you say thank you so much um and it's Andrew you got those comments no, I, I did when you were a youth pastor and but and it was thank you so much I'm so grateful to have a senior pastor that is willing to share the pulpit thank you so much it is really easy when you have a church that is supporting you in such a way and you you praise the pastor but i i regularly did get those comments but it was also in a in a time of transition for the church right but again what you do for 30 minutes with a microphone is not what you do for 40 hours a week agreed agreed no i I had a routinely above replacement that's right oh yeah 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 Yeah. that's right yep sorry jim i I'm embarrassed. No, he said right. that we were baseball guys. And then he basic stat. That. that was. He's a KC fan. You know those yeah. Royals guys. They got to take it more seriously. They do. They've got a World Series fairly recently. We don't. We don't. They need a new manager. I hear Joe Madden's looking. We don't. We don't need a new manager. We're doing just fine. Yeah. Look, I, I had a guy who routinely when I started preaching once a month, he he would say the same thing every time. Tim, when are you going to start your own church? Like, like, like <laughs> why? Like. It doesn't, doesn't do anything for me. I'm like, God yeah. has called me here. Mm-hmm. I, I love the role that God has placed me. Like, I, I, I don't know. Tommy says, not not a joke. Most awkward time to be a real pastor situation are because churches simply fail to acknowledge the reality of it. Most senior pastors feel threatened by great sermons by youth pastors instead of leaning into it and saying publicly, we're building a fantastic farm team, developing talent and calling mm-hmm. for decades to come. 
I, I tell you what, the, <sighs> the senior pastor that I worked under last, you you talk about NFL coaches, you know, whenever an NFL coach goes into the Hall of Fame, sure. you say, oh, well, look at his coaches, uh, you know, the, the coach's family true. Right. And like Mike Holmgren had John Gruden under him and, you know, the, and then Lovey Smith and all these guys. The senior pastor that I worked for has produced so many other senior pastors because he felt like part of his calling was not just to preach 45 times a year, but it was to equip younger guys coming up behind him mm. to be the next senior pastors. So he gave everything away. And if somebody complimented me or then Stephen, who I worked with as well yeah. under Dave, if someone complimented one of our sermons, Dave was the first one to high five. So find yourself a Dave Miller to work for. If Dude, that, yeah. that was, that was Peyton for me. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Lead pastor Peyton Johnson. And that yeah. was every, every was, time I preached, he, he would, he had a he would sit in the front row and take notes. He sat in the front row. He had a, a pad of paper and a pen and he would take four four pages i mean there was it was a small pad but he, yeah. would, he would take you know four small pages of notes he would meet with me on monday or tuesday and he would just walk walk with walk with me through the sermon it was usually like these were awesome um don't try to pronounce a greek word because you clearly don't know how to pronounce it <laughs> so so here's what i did instead of trying to i usually just say the greek word here means and means and i never actually say yeah. the greek word because I have a church in Turpin Springs. There's a lot of Greek people in we Turpin have, Springs. We have actual Greek people at my church. I don't even attempt to go there. Yeah. So the sense. Greek word, the Greek phrase. Tommy says, anyone can preach a great sermon the Sunday after Christmas and July 4th weekend. <laughs> what, you mean when the most devoted people are there? Absolutely. The most devoted hey, people. Hey, you say you should never go there. Do you know where you should go? Where? To lunch because it's 1142. Wow. And yeah, we need three, to, oh, with three look topics. At this, look at this. We didn't even uh, talk about it's DYM fine. University. They're great. Use them. Hashtag training. We use team. them. You use them. In fact, there's a link in our show notes that if you're like, hey, I should check this out, click it. I think you get a little bit of a discount. Yep. And we get money. No, we don't. Never have. Give Central. Easiest, fastest way to collect money for your church. Tithes and offerings, registrations and payments, you name it. GiveCentral.com frees you up to spend more time connecting with your people and not figuring out money. We are a proud, proud part proud of the DYM Podcast Network. Lots of buds, lots of friends, lots of great content. Check them out. Tim. What? I got nothing else. I've got nothing else. We've got... We talked a long time, and we only had like three sentences written. <clears throat> well, look, so. we had a lot of great interaction from our peoples. And that's what that's what makes this show work. It is. Thank you guys for being here each it's and every Monday. It's not me, it's you. It is me. You're right. So thank you guys for being here. We're going to do it next Monday. You should come hang out. See you guys.